as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Two is always better than one. If you look at some of the people that are powerhouses in the world that have had a lasting legacy, they all had um, a partner and somebody, right? So it's, it is really important to, with the right person, they'll actually help you in your business more. Love and relationships or having a relationship, the point of that is if, if nothing else, so that you can experience what it's like to be in love, but also so you can grow as a person. Because spiritual growth doesn't happen just by doing ayahuasca and going to the fucking mountain and meditating <laughs> in the cave. Like, spirit, it, it, it's day to day when you're doing, like interacting with other human beings, that is spiritual quote unquote growth. Because then you're, you know, oneness, we're interacting with ourselves. Now let the magic begin. Jaima, Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel. And first of all, I just have to say thank you all so much for all your outpouring love this past week for your own magic's second anniversary. Yes, Yom is two years old. What an old baby. <laughs> Truly just so amazing to, you know, look back at everything this podcast has encountered has adventured into, how it has evolved and grown since day one. So I am setting the intention that more knowledge and knowings are unveiled for us so we may tap more deeply into cosmic truths and our truth and also more deeply into our practices as well that help us connect and ground and listen and create so we may deepen our connection with our divine guidance team with God, source, the universe, and to deepen our trust when it comes to our inner knowing. Simply deepen into our own magic. <laughs> I've received a lot of different confirmations and signs lately, indeed divinely guided, and as you know, whatever you see, everything that is appearing before you is some sort of reflection of what is going on within, so I was seeing and viewing my worth reflected to me everywhere, but also not only my worth today, but just 
reminding myself of how much it has evolved because of being true to myself and my own love. And as I'm saying this, I'm looking at the clock, it's two, two, two. <laughs> of course, you know, there's the humanly perceived highs and lows. Like I'm human and I feel this is a great thing that I got this job. I'm human and I feel like this is a bad thing that I got fired from this job which you may know if you listen to the podcast now that when those do happen they're not innately bad or good because that person that got fired from the job what if the best job the job of their dreams came the next week but in order for that to come they had to get fired or something you know whether or not there is a light right away there is always some light to it anyway my lens will simply just perceive certain situations as bad or good sometimes Though I do remind myself, non-duality, that this is neither bad nor good, this just is. And that really does still help me stay grounded if it's a super high or uplifted if it's a super low from my perspective. I am truly finding the love and the lessons in every situation and not reacting to them. Reminding my mind to stop creating narratives and stories about them and through this because it's just a constant Reminder you're consciously reminding yourself and your soul even though your soul knows you do not need to remind your soul but (laughs) You're constantly reminding your human your mind of these truths Knowing that whatever this experience is is a powerful teacher that the highs and the lows they help me understand the authentic essence of my soul and connect even more deeply and find more love for everyone else for this experience and for myself which has brightened this human experience and brought me a lot more clarity of why my soul wanted to incarnate at this time in this body so with this shifted perspective that you know took a while to stick to my subconscious because I just kept repeating the pattern until the neuropathways were formed for me to know that this is how I choose to see it and this was indeed achieved by triggers that just needed to be acknowledged, old thought patterns that needed to be reprogrammed, shadows that have been released, and of course there's still more to go. But there has been a huge shift and this non-attached shift in perspective has honestly brought more love and peace in my heart, which also has simultaneously brought incredible humans that are very expanded, very much riding a similar frequency that I want to surround myself with and aligning me with more opportunities and honestly just more magic. So when we take out the nuggets of wisdom collectively with nearly all the podcasts and really do apply them, truly dedicate ourselves to doing the inner work, there's so much magic that unfolds. When this podcast was named, I didn't even realize the extent of how powerful that word is because it truly does seem magical. My old self, if all this would happen, I well first of all there's no possible way because I wasn't aligned with it at all but the power of finding that love for yourself reminding yourself of your worth your limitless worth and actually feeling that that's going to magnetize more magic and more magical humans and situations into our lives so 
It's possible for every single person. This I know. And I'm excited to share the beautiful things that are coming through. I did once think I was going to post this on the membership site, but I have been wanting to do a live workshop. And because of the extensive material this holds, I decided that this will be a live workshop January 4th that is coming up. I'm calling it Deepen. Deepen your own magic. Details are in the show notes or on the website under workshop and i know that i would like a smaller group for this first one indeed so space is limited and i'm so excited to deepen not only my connection with those of you that come but allow us to all deepen our flow state our intuitive senses our connection with our soul god source the universe divine guidance team and deepen our love, our own self-love and love for others, practicing non-judgment, but truly feeling that as that brings so much peace. And of course, deepen our own magic. (laughs) Today's guest is also dedicated to helping people find love, deepen their love in their relationships. He has practical tips and also just very powerful, soulful advice versus an ego chase or manipulated games because <laughs> we ain't about that <laughs> so kevin crenshaw aka the heart guy is a love and relationship coach based in my old neighborhood of santa monica california and kevin shares his spiritual perspective on many of your questions okay so i think it's because this was about love and relationships and everybody has questions of course so i'm pretty sure received over 100 questions and yeah about i would say like 98 percent 99.9 percent of them were amazing and so it was hard to choose and so instead of flowing with smooth transitions from questions to questions that i selected instead i kind of just like looked at them when we decided to go to the next question (laughs) and just chose one at random so all of these were definitely chosen at random except for like the first three i felt like asking and then we just simply bounced around covering wide ground which is very exciting as he has many brilliant insights to deliver for you. One thing I wanted to note that wasn't fully talked about in this podcast, because we talk about, of course, twin flames and soulmates. I mean, obviously we're gonna be diving into that in an episode like this, and I do absolutely love what he says. I do agree that, and by the way, this is a spoiler alert, but with him that, you know, everyone's your soulmate, of course. You know, we all come from the same creator. We are all one. Yet at the same time, you know, as we're having these individual experiences as humans with this consciousness that we are trying to understand. And in this experience, I do think that there are other souls incarnated in a body that perhaps is part of your soul family. They're a soulmate in some way. You might have some sort of contract with them in order to help your growth and maybe even Mama Gaia's growth, whatever it is. But I do think that we do have these special relationships here. And so I don't want to undermine them if you feel a close connection with certain people that you feel are your soulmates because if that's what you feel from your perspective, that is true. Anyway, another thing, quick shout out to Skillshare. Skillshare, by the way, so if you have not tried Skillshare yet, you, my friend, are missing out because they have over 30,000 courses. 
that's kind of a lot, which you can try for absolutely free for two months. You may already know this because they've been with your own magic forever. But if you're new and you haven't created an account, well, you get two months for free. Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And that may help you master illustrations or even understand how to run or create a business or YouTube channel. Um, Skillshare has thousands of experts for you. So again, go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic to try your two months for free. And Yomi Reviews of the week because I haven't been doing Yomi Reviews every week so I might as well just do a couple when I do decide to do it. <laughs> so here are the Yomi Reviews of the week. This is from Your Girl Riri and she says, this podcast has truly changed my life. I began listening to Raquel and her podcast about a year ago. I was struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts and I was losing sight of the importance of my spirituality. When I started listening to her podcast, I found myself finding the joy in the small things and actually the life I've always wanted to. Each episode, Raquel truly expands my soul with an abundance of inspiration and knowledge about ourself, Mama Earth, and the universe. And this podcast is what I look forward to weekly. And I finally began loving myself and the world around me. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, your girl Riri. I think I know who you are because you do say hello a lot on Instagram and I really appreciate that and I'm very glad that you found light during those hard times I get you you're not alone <laughs> and then this one's from Haiti Corinne my new favorite podcast let me just start off with wow I have only just started listening to your own magic but have already learned so so much in just a matter of days episodes First of all, Raquel's voice is so soothing and like a warm, soft embrace. I am so happy I found my way to this podcast. I find myself so intrigued by everything Raquel and her guests say. I have also found such a bond and community through the Facebook group. It makes me feel so inspired and understood. For a while, I have been struggling with my mental health, but I've been using my resources to help through the, my journey, and this podcast is one of the tools that help me power through. I can't wait to hear all the other content Raquel creates. Thank you, thank you, Red Heart. And thank you, Corinne. Again, I'm beyond thankful for being a messenger in some way for you to find light in your life and tap into your soul. I love the fact that this community, the face in the Facebook group, I mean, yeah, they are such a tight bond. That's why it's like, here we go. People that are connecting their soulmates, like no doubt. Why? Because there's a deep soul connection and just understanding of each other already as we're like-minded in so many ways. And yeah, we all just, we get each other, you know? So if you feel the call, the nudge, feel free to join the secret Facebook group. There's just a couple questions to answer just so I know you happen to actually listen to the podcast and you're not going to, basically I just want to protect the tribe. <laughs> so yeah, I'm being a mama bear, but thank you again, Corinne. And now I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Kevin Crenshaw. I'm in Santa Monica. Oh, I love Santa Monica. I used to live yeah. in Santa Monica. I used to live really? along mm -hmm, um, 7th and I think it's Arizona. And then yeah, also- cool. Yeah, I'm Ocean and Broadway. Oh, you're like right up there. I know. <laughs> you're like, yeah, oh my gosh. 
like right from right here. That's great. <laughs> golden spot. That is golden. Literally oh my, gosh. my favorite place ever. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell you why I'm so excited for this interview because okay, cool. You know, we usually do very, well, not that this isn't not deep or anything, because this is very mm. deep. This is very, very deep. But this <laughs> is fun, you know? Like, this is, a, yeah. I'm not coming up with the questions. I don't have one question. <laughs> this is all, except for the very first one. But this is all the Yomi's mm. doing, like, their questions, and they're all so, so different. You got almost 100 questions, at, or Let's at least 100. Go. Like, it's, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> so what we're going to do, because there are so many, instead of just flow, I'm going to, we're probably going to be jumping all over the place because Shotgun I'm just going to, like, Let's look at one and do it. Yeah. Perfect. I'm down for that. Amazing. Keep me on my toes. First, keeping you on your toes. Yes. So you feel good right now. You feel grounded. Yes. Ready to begin. I am. Yay. Well, you know what? First, we want to know your story. We want to know your journey. What led you to want to help people out with their love and their relationship life? Yeah. So about seven years ago, my ex-fiance cheated on me and dumped me and I held a loaded pistol in my mouth and almost took my life. And then the two relationships after her cheated on me and I was like, okay, what, what's happening? Like, maybe yeah. it's me. And then I started just diving into reading about love and relationships and human psychology. And I was able to shift some of my patterns. Um, at the time I was building a fitness career. So I was known as like the fitness guy. Cause mm -hmm. even before, like my ex fiance was also my first girlfriend. So even before that, I was the shy nerd kid that never talked to anybody. I was mm -hmm. uh, video games was my escape. I did art. So I struggled a lot with my confidence or just even shining. Right. Cause I was just kind of very to myself. Uh, but fitness was kind of my escape into being more confident and things. So anyway, I had a fitness career. Um, but I was never reading anything about fitness or nutrition or any, anything reading about love and relationships. I was just passionate about fitness because it helped save me in a way. But I just really was learning about the human psychology and when it comes to relationships and love. And um, a few years later after that, I was able to help a friend save his marriage. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm good at this. And then um, it just took me wrestling with a lot of my inner demons to to allow myself to accept this dharma and once i did that i was you know here we are a year and a half later almost a year and a half later and i do live events i've got a book on the way like courses clients i do a lot of stuff so it's very amazing work but really you know what i do i am a love coach the main thing that i help people with is breaking toxic cycles so you've got a pattern where you keep attracting the same guy with a different face or you can't seem to let go of a certain person or you're just love is causing you a lot of pain and stress. It love isn't pain and stress. So let's get that out of the way because I'm not here to teach love. Love is quite literally the essence of who you are. You deep down know what to do and what your truth is and what you should be doing. I'm here to help go. Why aren't you taking your own advice? Why, what's blocking you? What, what conditioning is there? What trauma caused the certain conditioning that's keeping you from what you want. And we just heal the trauma. We remove the conditioning and, uh, you align to your to love. So you really are just helping people completely reprogram their minds, which honestly, every single one of these questions, you can find a way to like mm. tackle whatever their potential issue might be that they're continuing to attract and the patterns they continue to attract. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, that you know, I'm, I can only speak for where I've been, right? And yeah. I haven't manifested my queen yet, but I know really fucking well how to break some toxic cycles right. you can see the big picture in others <laughs> yeah because clearly yeah, you exactly. have a, quite a success rate at it mm -hmm. I, did, I yeah i do <laughs> so you have a book 
coming out. I got two books coming out and a new dating app that's going to change the online dating game too. So that's really exciting. Amazing. So it's not just like a swipe left or right. This person it's looks really good. Yeah, it's a matchmaking <laughs> app. So there's an algorithm that like matches you consciously based on how I would perceive that you, it would be a good fit in the long run. And then your swiping yeah. is then I find them attractive or not, which does, it is important, but so yeah. is all the other stuff. Yeah. What else is important? Values, where you want to, mm-hmm. how you, val- you value certain things differently. Desires, where you want to go long-term. Your sense of openness needs to be matched. Um, and emotional yes. intelligence. Um, willingness also to, to prioritize. Yeah. And there's the same with emotional intelligence. How, it's basically self-awareness. How aware am I of myself and how I'm showing up? And what is needed of me from my partner? What is needed of me and how am I showing up? Like self-awareness is the biggest superpower you can ever have. Once you are so super aware of yourself, mm-hmm. you can then heal what needs to be healed or change what needs to be changed. Yeah. And own it, own whatever flaws exactly. and whatever patterns you keep attracting. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I agree. Self-awareness is key. It is. Um, you just said this, by the way, what love is, but do you mind expanding on it a bit? Because Ron, so we're going to start with the questions now. Yes. Um, I thought this was the perfect question to begin with. Ron yeah. Jakosak asks, what is love? So my definition of love is that love is truth. Speaking my truth, seeking my truth, being my truth. Um, and like the higher, deeper sense of truth, not just um, a, a small desire, if that makes yeah. sense. So again, self-awareness and discernment. But uh, you know, I, I asked this question at my live events because it's important. If we're going to be talking about love and relationships, I'm like, cool, let's define it. And, and we got all these crazy, amazing answers that are all like, everybody's like, yep, 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 yep. But they're also so diverse. It's like, mm. we're on the same brain. We're, we're thinking the same way, or we've got such crazy chemistry, or I'm so, it's fun when I feel like childlike energy. These are all completely different definitions, but we're defining the same thing because love has different flavors. But what I have noticed is that what you believe love is, is going to be true for you on a subconscious level. And so if you're, and and how do you, how do you see that? Because a lot of people are like, love is this amazing thing. And they're in my, they're in my, in my course because love has caused them a lot of pain. And I'm like, cool. If that's then your definition, why is, why aren't you getting that? And so then we look at your experiences and that'll show us what your subconscious is saying. So for me, my, my subconscious was saying like, love, I have to get love outside of myself and it always leaves and love is painful. And that, I created that experience around my life. Yeah. Showed yes. me my wounds. I feel like a fucking love bug. But I was just so confused because there was that incongruency, you know. Mm-hmm. Did your parents, by any chance, happen to have a, a lot of tension and a lot of disease? Well, definitely. I mean, everybody can't yeah. really, nobody can escape you know, parent trauma. Yeah. I noticed that a lot of people, including myself, when what they witness with their parents manifest sometimes in their life too, because that's of course embedded in their subconscious. Yeah. It's stuff with, it's stuff with your parents. It's also stuff with your exes. It's stuff for literally when you were born and when you were in embryonic development and it's stuff generationally too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to heal the rewire. It's, it's so much we stuff. Go, we can go deep, but yeah. And we will. We're going to go very deep. Good, good. <laughs> the listeners here, they, they mean business. So their questions are right. not so surface level. Um, but I love, I love what it. you said, by the way, that love has a different flavor. That is beautiful because that's so true. Everybody has their own, wears their own lens when it comes to their perception of whatever love is. And perhaps also two people that have the same definition, they end up meeting and matching mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. 
because you're vibing on a frequency and you're con- it's yeah. in your realm of consciousness to look for people like that. Yes, exactly. So this one we have to talk about twin flames versus soulmates. <laughs> Carolina Makova, if you know much about twin flames and soulmates. I do. So awesome. I'm going to start this question by saying, especially in the spiritual community, and trust me, I'm guys, I'm in the spiritual community myself. Uh, and Monica. To- <laughs> I know we I do some pretty woo woo shit. Um, yeah. But we we tend to label things. I think twin flame is just the label of soulmate to the modern like person. Oh, you're my soulmate. Oh, you're my twin flame. It's kind of like the same thing. And when we label things like that, that's also a form of trying to control things. Because technically, if we're all one, we're all soulmates, and we're all twin flames. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did a I did a thing on my Instagram another day talking about control and letting go and, and actually holding on to a definition. You're my soulmate or you're my twin flame because the moon says this and this, 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 like all these other things. You are literally trying to manipulate things to go your way. And um, that is control, which is not love. Yes. And so, and a lot of times we do that and trust me, I get it. Cause I've been there, done that. Like I used to be codependent as fuck. And it was because I, I didn't really have any love for myself. Like I was just, I actually hated myself. I hated Kevin Crenshaw. And it wasn't until I really tr- started to switch that narrative to respect myself higher that others started respecting me. And I wasn't, mm-hmm. and, I, and you know, somebody, somebody left my life and I would be like, oh, cool. We're not compatible. Yeah. Period. Exactly. End of story. That doesn't mean anything about my self-worth. That doesn't mean anything about the soulmate thing, whatever. Like, so to answer your question, we're all twin flames. We're all soulmates don't get too caught up in the definition on trying to project something that is you know it's a truth like i'm your fucking soulmate right so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah second of all when we do attach these labels especially twin flame that is such a controversial one but you really do become attached to this yeah and i want to play devil's advocate to myself for a second okay i was about to do that some, for you i know <laughs> I know there's some people out there, but like, but Kevin, you don't know how I feel. Trust me, I know how you feel. I lived it. Um, And it's when you're in that, let's not confuse neediness with love because a lot of times you have a strong desire for somebody, for a thing, for an outcome, for a person, relationship to happen. Um, Intention is everything. So you want to make sure that it's coming out of a pure place of I love this person's soul, not Mm -hmm. I need them in my life. Mm-hmm. And why do you think you need that person in your life? Mm-hmm. Also, wouldn't you rather be with someone that just wants you, doesn't feel like they need you? Yes. It's just, it's just a want. And you're yes. not bound by anything, but just the desire to be with each other. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also to play devil's advocate with this twin flame thing, I don't mm-hmm. want to undermine anybody that does have that very special bond with whatever people. Yeah. Like if you have a close bond with somebody, again, let's not put a label on it of twin flame. You have a very close connection with somebody else. Perfect. Great. Like yeah. lock it. Lock it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. But as long as you yeah. want them. And also that's yeah. a huge part too, is how attached are you to this person? And why do you feel like you need them? I agree with you full-heartedly when it comes to if someone just doesn't work out that's fine thank you next moving yeah. on there's so many so many soulmates but, uh, out there. and but for uh, i want to take a stand there for a second because like i can hear people too like a lot of my clients 
I would have codependent tendencies or needy to some degree. It is easier said than done of like, oh, thank, hey, yeah. thank you, next. The best tip of advice I can give you guys, if you're, if you're struggling with this, you're listening. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of mirror work. I literally want you to get in front of the mirror and make eye contact with yourself. Set a timer for 30 minutes of uninterrupted time hopefully when nobody's homes. And I want you to out loud verbally talk to yourself. Hey, this needs to stop. Like this is happening. Well, you're better. You're worth more than this. The truth is, the truth is, the truth is I'm proud of you for this. I'm proud of you for that. And go on a rant. And I guarantee you that is the kickstart of everything. That's what started it for me with self-love. I literally had an open dialogue conversation mm -hmm. with myself in the mirror. Because yep. you can't run. Then you can't run. And you can't avoid. There's something about looking at your own eyes, into your own irises, that you know. Like, you know what this person's soul is. You know yeah. what this person has been through in life. You <laughs> know the love that this person holds. There's something so powerful about that that it just shifts everything. Especially yeah. when you really do connect with that feeling. At the beginning, though. Let's say you do decide to do 30 minutes. Though The first third of that, the first 10 minutes, awkward you're going to feel like it's so awkward. Like, yeah. You're, you're going to feel like you're forcing it. But then something just like clicks. You know when you're on like that runner's high? Running, it sucks for a second. And then all of a sudden something yeah. clicks and you are in that runner's high. All right, lovers. So this is the perfect episode to insert this sponsor, <laughs> Zola. I mean, we're talking about love, right? And there are some yummies that happen to being engaged. Congratulations. And there are also yummies that just happen to have had a long relationship. Perhaps they don't care to get married, but they do intend to celebrate love and life with their partner. And Zola would indeed be your perfect go-to. Why? Because it, it's a one-stop shop. I wanted to do this. I had to get it because my brother just got married in August to his beautiful wife and they used Zola for their website and it was so helpful for me to like know everything that was about to happen, where to go, what to get them for their gift, which actually they just had a jar on the site where we could just donate money and it was for their honeymoon jar. And so people donated money via Zola and had all the information of their Grand Teton wedding right there for them. And also it helped them plan the wedding and they had very adorable, affordable, save the date invitations that they've picked on Zola to send to everyone. And they got to choose from over a hundred designs so they could personalize their own and choose their favorite style. You can just select your registry as they have the widest selection of gifts with different price points. So yeah, Airbnb happens to be an option. Perhaps someone can buy you and your boo a room in Tahiti. <laughs> you get 20% off the gifts that guests. So Zola is a free wedding website that helps you plan your dream wedding registry. So again, Zola is a free wedding website to help you with nearly everything you need when it comes to your dream wedding plans and registry. So to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, Go to Zola.com forward slash Soul Tribe. That's Z-O-L-A.com forward slash Soul Tribe. Link is in the show notes. And yeah, lovebirds, I hope that you enjoy 
or perhaps even just visualizing your wedding. <laughs> and now on with this show. Abrielle Collins, what is the point of a relationship from your perspective? Spiritual growth. That's the, that's the dojo. Our souls are here to grow and learn and expand and experience. Our head is here to keep us safe. Literally the point of why you have a brain, part of it. Knowing that love and relationships or having a relationship, the point of that is if, if nothing else, so that you can experience what it's like to be in love, but also so you can grow as a person. Because spiritual growth doesn't happen just by doing ayahuasca and going to the fucking mountain and meditating in <laughs> the cave. Like, it, it, it's day to day when you're doing, like interacting with other human beings, that is spiritual quote unquote growth. Because then you're, you know, oneness, we're interacting with ourselves. The, the question itself is saying, what's the point? And to some extent, maybe you've given up on love or love has caused you a lot of pain. So you're kind of like, what the mm. fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck is what, is my assumption. So I, I would just say to, so that you can learn and grow as a person. And that's the mm. fastest way to do so, number one. And it's the funnest way to do it. Let go, you know? I've uh, had my fair share of spending a ton of time by myself thinking that this was just part of my, and it was part of my spiritual journey, but man, the growth really does happen when you surround yourself with people, start having potential relationships and connections because they really are, are a mirror and you learn so mm -hmm. much. So yeah, spiritual growth. That's it. Those two words, period, amen. That's the point. I love it. <laughs> period, amen. Also, I'm going to be looking at my phone for the questions because I kind of was like, you know what? Why am I writing all these down? I could just look at my phone and do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I did want to write down those first three to make sure that those were out there. Okay, so this awesome. one, I like this. This is from Bathing in Sunshine. And she asks, what are some tools to communicate in a healthy, loving way to your partner? Uh, this is one that I give like um, a lot. The wording, I'm going to give you the exact wording because it neutralizes the defense mechanism that will go up or like it won't feel like an attack you'll come together as a team because a lot of um, arguments get started because it's almost like there's this entity or a disagreement of something in between you guys. Mm -hmm. And instead of fighting the thing together, you almost like miss your shots and start shooting at each other. Number one, the biggest like belief that you have to have is that your partner has the purest of intentions and does not intend to hurt you and if they do it's out of a hurt place it's not them as a human spirit you really have to like believe that and have that conversation with them and have them have that same belief like you're on the same team you're deciding they're, they they chose to be with you so they're not attacking you they're not your ex so get that out of the picture all right like they're an individual and they're choosing to be with you so the wording let's say that something happens and you just kind of feel off it feels off or uh, it's been weeks and you're just not feeling like you're getting the attention you want, something, whatever. So how do you bring this up in a loving way? You say, well, first off, if I'm assuming this is a woman talking to a man, you wanna make sure he has your, your full attention. Um, don't do this in passing while he's doing something else. He's, it's gonna go in one ear and out the other. Hey, can I get your attention real quick? I've got something really important. Like, I'm serious, that needs to happen because men, we have what's called single focus, meaning we focus on one thing at a time. Wow. Yeah, that's true. So you can't talk to your guy like you talk to all your girlfriends. And then so it's, hey, can I get your attention? Awesome. I know this isn't your intention, but I'm feeling blank. I know this isn't your intention. I'm 
feeling sad. Not I'm feeling that you, because that's an attack. I'm feeling whatever, emotions, exp express it. This is emotional intelligence, right? I'm feeling this, what can we do about it? I don't know where this is coming from. And I just want to bring this to your awareness. And maybe he doesn't, he's not even aware that you're feeling that, but giving that information to him, he'll then have the awareness and you might be able to shift it. Now see the wording in that is, is just awareness. You're bringing things to awareness as a couple. And it also is like, what can we do about it? Now that is not, Hey, you need to change. You should do this. You should do that. That's also like, what could we do? Cause usually it's both people changing to some degree. That could be your own shit. Like maybe you're the one that has to change and they don't have to do anything different. Hello, blow to your ego. It's easier to take a blow to the ego than it is to take a blow to the heart. So you might as well go through that pain of putting your ego aside sometimes and letting your heart direct things and maybe, you know, humility. Boom. If you approach anything blaming anyone, whether you're in a relationship or not with them, immediate shut off, immediate turn down. Whether you're female or male, whether they're female or male, it goes in one ear, not the other usually. Yeah. So to preface everything, like, I don't know if this was your intention. I think that's very powerful. I don't know if I'm rejecting. Yeah. I 100% agree. I love that. The ego versus the heart. I would rather, rather have my ego take a bullet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Next one. Oh, I like this one. This one's from Sundari Soul. Thoughts on loving yourself first before leaving somebody else. Before leaving, oh, loving somebody else. Okay, I read that wrong. So thoughts on loving yourself first. <laughs> like, uh, All right, so love yourself first before you get into relationship. Like, before you love them. someone else. Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. Your thoughts. So a lot of my clients um, have either just recently gotten out of a relationship or they are in a period of you know, a newness is a transition in their life. Maybe they're just starting to love themselves and you can't. I, so it's a lot of healing work that we do and you cannot heal in the same environment that created the hurt, mm -hmm. whether that's a relationship with one individual person or your lifestyle of jumping from relationship to relationship. So to some extent, yeah, take some time for you. And again, that might be a blow to your ego because you're so used to the comfort of having somebody around. But there is so much to learn by spending time by yourself and knowing yourself at that deeper level. So this is another thing too. There is no supposed to with love. So can you love yourself while you're still loving like in a relationship with somebody else? Yeah. Love to be the exception. I say that and then you're like, okay, cool. That's There's hope. I'm going to try that one. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. just have self-awareness and what do you, what does your heart need? What would love do? You know already. The fact that you're asking the question is you're, you're just asking permission. You know what to do. Mm -hmm. Everyone yeah. knows. You always know. You always know. But it, uh, I get it. It is nice to hear from a professional. Totally. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. totally. But, so when people say you can't love anybody else until you love yourself, what are your thoughts on that? The definition of love there is skewed. And I know this, this I'm just thinking personal experience here. Um, you know, I thought I loved the fuck out of my ex-fiance and like all these, my exes and my, when I was in my traumatic, like in my toxic cycles, I was just trying to be the hero and save the day. And it was a meatiness. It wasn't love. So yeah. again, like Hollywood, especially has done an amazing job of portraying a false sense of romance. It's, it's called pro TV programming for a reason. Um, and so, you know, the, the classic story of, the guy bump, literally bumps into a girl and then she doesn't want him and he has to prove himself the entire movie. 
And then finally, she's like, yep, you proved yourself. You're, you're deserving of me now. And then great wedding. That's the narrative that we've been taught. I mean, has that happened? Yeah. And I know personal stories of friends that have, that's happened too. But again, that's an exception. And that makes for a great script. It does. It's a great story but to like, watch. Yeah. But is that reality? <laughs> mm, it can be, but. Yeah. But, and again, perspective and self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And, and just make sure that you are working on loving yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. All right. Oh, this one. This one's from Yoga with Abby. And she asks, how empaths can avoid selfish people without changing who they are? And then on the Facebook, she also said red flags for empaths. Gotcha. I'm, I'm empathetic and a lot of my clients are empaths. So I feel you first off. How, so the first question was how to avoid who? How empaths can avoid selfish people without changing who selfish. they are. So selfish okay, people. Okay. Okay. So don't judge what you want. I'm going to say that again. Don't judge what you want. Your ego is actually your best friend. We've been talking about, I'd rather have a shot to the ego and a blow to the ego. And there's all this stuff in the spiritual community, we have community about like, fuck your ego, get it out of here. We don't want it. All right, listen, you want self-love that takes ego. People with ego have strong boundaries and self-respect. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's an inflated, unhealthy ego, that to the nth degree, and then they're kind of stomping on other people and hurting other people. And that's not good. But if you're an empath and you actually care about what other people think of you and you have that awareness, you're never going to have to worry about getting to that place because you're not going to allow yourself to go there. So it's wielding your ego and taming your ego and actually accepting it a little bit instead of shunning a side of yourself because then you're not fully integrated. How to avoid selfish people or without changing them or whatever the question was. Just that's the fixer in you. You want to fix. So anytime you see something in somebody else, go, how am I doing that? And then start to focus on controlling you and fixing you. That's the power because it's the only thing you can control. And I understand the fix it thing. That was me. Uh, still is to some extent. That's why I'm in the career I am. But <laughs> you know what I mean? You're still fixing so, people. Uh, that's that's my masculine energy. What's the point? What's the problem? How can I help? Um, so, but it's like, you know, healthy and discernment is, is mm. important. So, and then also how do you spot red flags? Okay. Um, the more you respect and love yourself, the more you'll see those red flags because in the moment you can't necessarily see the red flags because you're vibing on the same frequency and or you kind of passively are like yeah i'll make an exception for that like ah that's minor maybe i don't know he i want kids and he doesn't okay like make sure that you know what you fucking want first off and have those be non have those red flags be non-negotiables because if you see one of them uh, cool we're incompatible that's unfortunate, but okay. You know, and, and having that, uh, instead of suffering to try to change them, suffering is not a prerequisite to love at all. Ooh, your non-negotiables. Don't settle. I always say if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yeah. 100%. You'll feel their energy, especially if you're an empath. You can feel the energy. Yeah. You'll feel the vibration of them. You'll be like, this is a connection or this is not. Fair yeah, but I understand the getting into a toxic cycle for any of the listeners out there that are in that because you don't see the red flags you make so many excuses for them or maybe you get into a relationship Mm -hmm. and you know they're not right for you but you just can't help yourself the strongest force in the human psyche is to be in alignment with our identity and who we think that we are deep down so if you think that you're a piece of shit you're gonna seek out that reality so your your subconscious is like yep they're treating me poorly yep because that's what i deserve of course they are you see what I mean? And you're just Absolutely. looking to prove your, you're looking to prove yourself right. 
And the interesting thing about self-love and love literally is the answer because you can either be right or you can be in love. You can't have both. So make sure that like in that, you know, dialogue, you're just like, you know what? I'm going to give up being right. What if I'm worth more? What are some other tools then that they can dive into to tap into their worth? Yeah. So um, there's a lot out here about journaling or maybe going to therapy or um, affirmations. What I have found that works especially best for me and my clients is um, not I am because I am is very stagnant and we're never stagnant. Change is the one thing that's constant. So if you, if I were to say I am confident, maybe I'm not confident fucking tomorrow. And that's my truth. Okay. So I understand that I am this, I am, I am, I am. But sometimes in the back of your head, you're going, no, you're not. Who are you? Fucking liar. And you don't want to be a liar. So then there's this massive integrity thing going on. So instead of I am, it's I am becoming. I am becoming so, so much more loving, so much more, so much more, so much more. So even though I'm fit, right? So I was in the fitness industry for like seven years and I still work out every day. I'm, I'm fit. I'm fit is stagnant and maybe I'm, I get work up to, and I've, this has happened in the past seven years. I'll work up to a certain uh, level of fitness and be like, I'm fit and I'll almost stop. And there's a cap and I can't like go more. And ever since I've changed it to, I'm becoming more fit. I'm becoming more healthy. So much more vitality in my life every day in every way. And then it, there's no cap. There's no ceiling forever. And eternity is then the goal. Brilliant. See, if you're just saying I'm becoming, that's you wanting mm -hmm. to have that, that you don't have yet, but I am becoming even more. That means you already have it and you're just going to yeah. get more. You're right infinite yeah. you can keep going so, on. so big point that you just made there that i want to touch on really fast if we're looking like a lot of us equate subconsciously to a relationship to love so i need to get a relationship so i can get love mm -hmm. like i need to get fit so i can have, be confident it's mm -hmm. the same that you you're confident and then you'll do the actions of a fit person and you'll be fit right so you yes. you have love and then you'll get the relationship do the actions of a person to co-create a relationship oh you always align with it first so this is for the soul expanding and personal development curious humans out there that truly want to expand in a skill of some sorts that they felt they haven't had the time for the resources for or the money for when it comes to whatever they want to do and honestly we're abundant nothing should hold us back especially money but sometimes it takes a while to get over those blocks i get it but at least for now in the meantime for free for two entire months you are welcome to join skillshare.com forward slash your own magic to try over 30,000 classes. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't have time for 30,000 or you will probably won't be interested in 30,000, but at least they probably have something out there for you as there's a variety of different types of courses from creative courses like photography and painting to business courses and tech courses and prototyping, web design, mobile development. Oh me, oh my, there are so many. <laughs> Podcasting, by the way, and writing and poetry or 
um, helping out with social media of some sorts. I obviously haven't tried all those different categories, but I have dabbled with some of their writing ones. And I also just recently, which I thought was really interesting, was curious if they happen to have a hypnosis course. And not only do they have a hypnosis course, but it actually helps you become a certified hypnotherapist because it is accredited as there are many modules and it's pretty lengthy and dense. Well, it seems to be dense. So if you end up actually taking that course, let me know because that fascinates me. (laughs) And it's free. So who knows what else they happen to have if they have an accredited hypnotherapy course. Anyways, again, skillshare.com forward slash your own magic is where you go to to get your two months for free. That's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And now on with the show. I like this one. How to be happy in love when you grew up seeing toxic relationships and that's all you know at RLS. We kind of touched on this, but we can go on more. More on that. Yeah, more on that is uh, Mother Teresa said it best. If you want to learn to love, you must learn to forgive. So love is a forgiveness game, guys, which again is getting, it doesn't mean it's okay or right. It just means you're going to let go of the grudge and you're going to choose the higher road and choose to love. And that does mean forgiveness. So I understand this is what's been portrayed to me, but you don't want to, you don't want that to be your sentence in life. Like you don't want to be prisoned to that story. So look, start looking for people that do have a good relationship and look at that and go, wow, they can do it. Okay. I can too. Not, Oh, my family history sucks. So I'm just stuck in that cycle. Like, you can change it. You can be the one to break the curse. Yes. Broaden your awareness and look at other people. Um, I had a guest on, her name's Lacey Phillips, and she calls, when you look at other people to manifest something in your life, you call it, she calls them expanders. She refers to them mm. as expanders. So to look, there's so many potential expanders for relationships you can look at. Mm. It's totally possible. And just because you're, you feel a tie to your family in a sense, that doesn't mean that needs to be a part of you. You can cut that. Right. Yeah. Bella Carmella seven. She asks, how do I know if I am ready to be in a relationship and how do I attract it? There is no ready as an illusion. You're never ready for anything in life, Oof. but you're all, but you're always ready for everything in life. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like if it's being presented to you, you're ready. That's uh, the universe doesn't give you more than you handle. So you have everything that you need always inside of you. You don't need to look at external. And at the same time, getting ready. There's never a point where you're like, I've done it. I've reached the top of the mountain. Now I'm ready for feeling worthy or feeling successful or feeling happy. Like it's the journey, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then she did say, how do I attract it? So obviously get clear on what that relationship looks like. Number mm-hmm. one, what does it feel like to be around that person? Not just who are they? What, how, do, how do you show up in a relationship? What do you guys do together? Who do you hang out with? What are your friends like? What is his or her friends like? You know, um, what is this other person? What are their values? What are their morals? Like, what do they enjoy doing? What do they do on their own without me? Mm-hmm. In their life right now, what are they working towards? I don't have to coach them on. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're not their coach. You're the lover. 
you're just supposed to be there for them and with them. Um, I'm so pro imagination and feeling it and daydreaming, listening Mm -hmm. to certain songs that might align you in that frequency to feel it, feel that your partner's there. Yeah. And once you get clear on what that person is like and what that relationship will feel like, then you have to ask yourself the question, how do I have to be in order to co-create that or manifest that? What vibration, what frequency, what way of being and how do I have to interact with the world in such a way that that person know they they see me and they know they know how do you how do you have to hold yourself so instead of seeking it do attraction marketing and just become it yeah one hundred percent you gotta do something to align with that frequency as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're about to take a little bit of a darker turn in a, a little great little. I love I love that actually okay all right this one's real good so your mm-hmm. girl Riri. That's her name. What would be the best way to mend your heart after an abusive relationship? Mm-hmm. So number one is um, as painful as it is, Riri, um, non-avoidance. So yes, have some friends, um, friends and community is really important. Um, and going and have fun is really important, but don't use it as a form of escape. But you, it's, a, it's a weird balance because you also don't want to just like engulf yourself in the pain just so you can suffer really important is to recognize i know you're probably they probably dumped you in the situation just to have a question was formatted um or maybe it was just a sad ending look at the ways that they that that person was actually not a good fit for you look at how you were not compatible because you a lot of times we can sit here especially if we're holding on to a relationship for really long we're looking at all the ways the all the good they're all the good. And they were such a good person. It was so good in the beginning. It was so good that, and we're almost ignoring what was wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you want to heighten your awareness, don't just see the good in people. Seeing the good in people is a really good trait, but also see the reality in people. Like, how is it not a good fit? How is the, the relationship maybe not a good fit? And that doesn't mean anything on you or them. Learn the lessons. What was your engagement and interaction with that person in this human experience what was what were they here to teach you positively in an empowering lesson what could you learn about yourself through that experience and hey if the lesson was just oh i get to choose myself and love myself deeper Mm-hmm. Is that worth it? Is that worth it? And you can forgive mm-hmm. them. Set yourself free. When you find what the lesson was that they taught you to empower you in some way, that is what helps me forgive others at least. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah. Because you see the perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So this one, Nastasia on the go. She asks, clearing karmic patterns with a partner you know you have lots of karma with, past lives and all. Okay, this is going back on the twin flame thing a little yep. bit. How do you clear karma? You transmute it. it. It's not something that you do because of you. It, it's, it goes through you. I'm kind of a little confused on even that. I'm not love. Um, how, clearing karma, how, it's, how can I work on me so I can mm-hmm. learn the lessons that my soul needs to learn? Because you can't teach somebody else's soul something. And there's their karmic lessons, right? Like that's their own process journey, right? So focus on you. What are you? Uh, what, are you this? what are you? What are you yeah. learning through the through the relationship? And maybe you start to learn that you need to respect yourself more and you deserve yeah. better. So what are the lessons maybe. in that relationship? That could be potentially it. Yeah. And then yeah, going back to the 
devil's advocate for the twin flame thing. We all have multiple lives and are living in multiple dimensions and we're right here, right now, trying to embody one. Very odd and interesting. So um, does that stuff matter? Yes. Does the moon cycles matter? Yes. Does where the, you know, our birth charts matter? Yes. And it also doesn't because you don't want to just be going with the flow so hard that you're not creating anything and you're just literally just going with the tides of the universe and the planetary systems and the past lives and all these other time and all this stuff it's interesting i was talking with one of my spiritual mentors and she was like kevin just go like surrender go with the flow and i have this thing with trust because i have i'm on a mission like i want to help the world fall in love and she's like you can't you i'm like i'm gonna fucking do this and she's like you have to let go of that need because i i'm like what if i fucking die and my shit's not out there like people like aren't going to get help like that's how i see it and she's like you have to trust that your mission is still going to be played out through somebody else or whatever and i'm like yes i get it and i'm the fucking universe and i'm gonna make it happen hell yeah your soul has a legacy mission yes and by us not living out our dharma like we do a massive disservice so in the same way whether that's a relationship right there's it's okay to take charge because you quite literally are stardust incarnate so like you can create in the same way um, that the universe has been created and we don't have to rely so heavily on the systems because I've gone deep in like, you know, past life stuff and the planetary systems and all these things. Um, and I was almost like letting it control my life. And then I stopped paying attention to it and I started just doing me. And now I've kind of found that healthy harmony with it, but it, you know, I know exactly what you mean because I too <laughs> was deeply right before this podcast started and in the earlier year of the podcast i was deeply heavily into all of that and just trying to fully go the cycles and learn all about my past lives and thinking that that's what i'm here to do when i realized wait no i'm also supposed to create just a new journey for the soul i don't have to go and invest in all those karmic lessons they'll, they'll come i'll let them go but i'm just gonna live mm-hmm. yeah and, and go with the cycle free. And also there are a lot of, I mean, spiritual modalities that, especially when it comes to the full moon and the new moon. And there are times, honestly, they say, you know, full moon, you should be social, but intuitively there, I might feel like going inward or vice versa with the new moon. It's all such an ebb and flow and you just have to find your own balance and create your own rules in it, even though you can follow the spiritual societal ways as well, if you feel like it. That's just activating your intuition, which is clouding out all the stress in your life so that you can listen to your heart yeah yeah you always know all right this one plant-based luke he asks how does one find a deep connection and true love whilst busy with a crazy career hello i need this question (laughs) that is great Mm -hmm. yes so again how do you have to carry yourself what's the frequency um maybe you do break your routine a little bit because career is his number one um so i understand so if career is your number one, maybe you don't isolate yourself and um, maybe you go to a coffee shop and do some work mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe you socialize a little bit more and maybe you recognize that, call it networking or socializing, whatever you want to say, just building com- connections with people. I understand the journey of like hustle when it comes to your mission it is that is a form of isolation. So remember to give yourself your own medicine of human connection, whether that's just going out with some friends, not like letting go going out but maybe just hanging out and going to dinner you do need that and this is something interesting too of like because we're so caught up in like finding the right person it's not a fucking game of hide and seek people so (laughs) you just need to so it's becoming the highest integrated version of yourself 
but then opening your mouth when you're around people. If you believe that everything happens for a reason, then there's a reason that the person is next to you in the elevator. And that they yes. might be your they might be your person's best friend and you don't fucking know. Like, so open your mouth and start conversations. I understand you're on a mission, but part of that mission is people oriented. So mm-hmm. you might want to get good with people. Yeah, and I think he is actually. I know who this uh, one is, and mm-hmm. so I. But it might be hard to, because you know when someone is on a mission and deeply invested in it. Yeah, they might hang out with friends, they might date, they might yada yada. But at the same time, investing in someone because sometimes your emotions are clouding your work ethic you know what i mean like it kind of takes over sometimes so how do people but i don't know if that's luke's situation i just am very familiar with the situation so no i i am too and and on that i would add um so then you stay away from relationships because of that right yeah because you can uh you can control what happens in your business or what happens with your Mm -hmm. fitness you can't control relationships love Mm -hmm. is a place you go not something not just something you do once you go in love, you do the actions of love as a byproduct. So it's a state of being. Just like Shavasana and yoga, most of us are so like, go, 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 go. And then our te- the teacher's like, okay, cool, lay there and do nothing. And you're like, ah, am I breathing right? Like, what, am I doing this right? What should I be doing right now? And, it, <laughs> and it's like, we're so caught up in doing that we yeah. aren't being then relationships, you get next to a person, you, you, they're a dope soul, you're a dope soul, and you choose to do the relationship thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, cool, what do I do? Yeah. And it's, it's a place, it's a state of being. Out of that being and out of that care of respect for both parties, you will then subconsciously do it. Brilliant. You know, so um, I would say though, it, it is somewhat of a surrender to control because right now you can control your business. You're the one in, on steering the ship um and it is okay cool i want a relationship that that journey that your soul is on desiring a relationship right now is seeking to feel more surrender and letting go so, and controlling your own emotions to some extent yeah like and not controlling other people so um create space to for that to happen but get clear on who you're looking for how you have to show up right and then just start opening your mouth and be a little bit more social with that and um, calling that person in in terms of whether it's prayer or meditation, also not being so super hung up on it either. And, and having that trust in the universe that they're going to come in the divine timing. Divine timing. And also to trust that they're going to let you continue to succeed and flourish in your career. And in fact, they might even help enhance it in some way. I believe with the depths of my heart that the way that we build, whether it's businesses or ideas that change the world, are through healthy relationships. Two is always better than one. If you look at some of the people that are powerhouses in the world that have had a lasting legacy, they all had um, a partner and somebody, right? So it's, it is really important to, with the right person, they'll actually help you in your business more. Yeah, Luke, there you go. <laughs> and also speaking of control, I was scrolling through and I ran into this one. Why can you not control who you love? even when they're bad for you. This is by Damn It Doll. So even without the bad for you part, well, you can answer that too, but why can you not control who you love? Love finds you, you don't find it. And the even if they're bad for you part is the, the I, self-worthiness, the, the belief of like, I'm not enough, right? Remember I talked about earlier, yeah. this person's not good for me, why am I going into this relationship? Uh, is all wounds showing up because at the end of the day, like 
you do need to have some sense of control of yourself, right? You don't want to just go with the flow because I'm one and everything. Then you've just detached your ego. So there's a lot there. I mean, we've covered, we've covered a lot of that um, yeah. already, I feel. Yeah. Especially, yeah, when it comes to the bad for you part, you can't control who you love. Yeah. And that's your soul seeking more growth. So if there is a desire there and then there's value, which is a, you value them, which is a, a deeper form of desire, then that is your soul seeking to learn and experience and express through them, with them, yeah. for them, you know, and follow that there for a reason. There's so much that can pop up there, but yeah. There's so much with all of this. There's so many layers to all of this. What are some of your favorite love books, by the way, that you've read? Okay, yeah, totally. So In Sync with the Opposite Sex by Alison Armstrong um, is a really good one for how men's and women's brains are quite literally or chemically are different, number one. Um, but how, like I said earlier, men have what's called single focus that comes from her. Um, yeah. Women have what's called diffused awareness, which is you can do a million things kind of all at once. Uh, and it is just, it's a superpower but so does single focus sometimes that's yeah. so literally learning the language of men and women she talks a lot about that it's a really good she, she does an amazing job of explaining that um the way of the superior man is really good um i feel like it's starting to have its way out in terms of some of the stuff is um not as much so anymore because human collective consciousness is rising so it is a little bit more old school but most of it is still on point to be a man is really good for the men listening that that one is talks a lot about emotional intelligence um how to be better more of a conscious real and well integrated man those are the ones that i recommend the most it didn't start with you talks about generational curses trauma um and how that's passed down and how you can heal that um, there's another book attached talks about a certain attachment styles that'll help you. Uh, uh, the, that book's incredible. Codependent no more. If you do know that you have codependent tendencies. Mm. Uh, have you ever read men are from Mars? Women are from Venus. Mm. I haven't read. That I haven't, one, but, my, but my mom has. And so she told me okay. a lot about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. really curious to read it. Um, mm. I think the guy channeled a lot of that information. Yes. I think don't quote me on that. So the, I, I don't know, as I'm writing my books right now, one of the biggest yeah. things that I've been learning, like I, I went to the review section of all these top books for love and relationships. And most of the negative comments are like, yeah, this is great. If you're a white straight male, that's like middle-class, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's kind of, so what's being, because love in modern relationships, I should say is, has changed a lot in the past hundred years, you know? And so it's like, there's a lot of stuff out there that's kind of, um, new and we're just kind of it, yeah. it, some of that old stuff doesn't fit this new paradigm there there are a lot of books on the subject but it's kind of like i'm i'm very cautious on how what i say because it is um some of that stuff is outdated and that's why i'm doing what i do uh, and writing some of the books i'm writing one of them that is a lot more new age is ethical slut um it's a really good mm-hmm. one for if you are into polyamorous relationships or um, non-monogamy that's just really good even if you are monogamous that, that one's really good for communication that book's really good also i'm i love poetry i'm an artist um like with, so i paint and draw and stuff and i love poetry mm-hmm. atticus poetry this stuff is fucking phenomenal i have all his books and i read them every morning he's on instagram he's got like a few million followers i think but um, journey to the heart is a daily devotional that's more heart centric, uh, returning back, coming back into your heart and out of your head and the journey of like following your heart. And I read that one every morning. Emotional genius is another one. 
that is, I'm, I'm, this is the last book because I'm spitting a lot of books. Uh, but Emotional Genius is basically like a fucking PhD in emotional intelligence. Tra- how to transmute and um, through spirituality and through like your aura and a few other things, um, how to transmute certain emotions and why they're there and not blaming oh, emotion great. as a bad thing. It, it's fucking incredible. I'm not even done with the book because it's huge, but it, I go to that often. That sounds like a book I really want to read, actually, that one. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah. And so this is also a very fascinating subject. I know my soul is more of a monogamous person, but you know, some people just truly, it seems are interested in polyamory. This is from Alexandra Ulsher. I'm on the Facebook now. I'll go back and forth between Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) That first entire hour was just Instagram and there's still so many more. And also I didn't even post all of them on that story. (laughs) All right. So this one though is from Alexandra Ulsher and she asks, I'd love to hear about polyamory. Since I started my spiritual journey, I have been struggling with the strict Christian definition of love compared to what I've always felt in my heart, but have never voiced. I finally have a term for it. I'm pansexual, but I'd love some advice on navigating romantic relationships when just putting myself out there, as well as just some general information about polyamory and such. So ethical, <laughs> read ethical slut hands down that that needs to happen that's your that's your homework um but it does talk about how like that uh, monogamy is such a it is in conditioning and to some extent it's not how we've been doing how we've done things in the past i think human evolution it it is interesting because like you said it's a choice Mm -hmm. i can choose to be monogamous i can choose to be polyamorous and i think polyamory is a term tossed around in the spiritual community for dating around (laughs) Like just call it calling a spade a spade. You're dating around. Um, if you, but I know that some people can use it. The reason I don't talk a lot about it. Number one, I'm not polyamorous, but number two, um, I definitely have looked into it for myself, but I was just like, no, I don't think that's right for me right now in this point of my journey. But also a lot of people use it as a vice, some, some avoidance pattern, right? Um, Oh, this isn't working out. So I'm just going to go like with somebody else. And instead of sitting with and being with and having the guts and courage to confront yourself and another person, maybe. Now the whole thing started because it's like, you can't expect everything from one person. To some extent, yes, but that's also why community is so important. Have some girlfriends, have some guy friends. Yes, your partner shouldn't be everything. Um, Mm. But I don't think that you have to find it just with your sexuality. I think you can find that through community. I, I would say, I, personally, this is a judgment, but I would, I, and I know that, I would say most people use polyamory as a, from a wounded place. They choose it from a wounded place and not like a whole, like, this is my higher desire. Um, but if their soul is being called to it, that's what they want to grow through right now. So maybe they have to go through it and that's their path. Yeah. I, I can't really speak much on it because I'm not. Not like, that way. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I do. I know that everybody is truly wired differently, and so I used to think that way too. I'm like, oh, that person just clearly is having some issues, and so they want to be polyamorous. But then I listened to a podcast um, with Aubrey Marcus, and him and his wife are, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, they shifted my perspective a bit because they both didn't want it till they, uh, and again, like it's not about doing ayahuasca and all that, but there's just something that clicked for them, and you know, I'm like. I don't understand. That doesn't mean it's not true for them. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and make it, sure it's, it's coming from the right intention. Is, is what we're really... Yeah. Right above it, Megan Ann asked her, 
what do you do when your partner does not want a polyamorous relationship? So it looks like she wants one. How do you process having the perfect partner you do not want to lose, but also wanting to be in a period of exploration and sharing love with others? Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. If you avoid conflict, you're going to start a war inside of yourself. So if you shut down or turn off your own desires to please somebody else that are deeper desires, right? Like not just meeting you're gonna it, it'll start to eat you up you'll have resentment a few other things so um know if that's really just a, like a phase type of thing or maybe start to pay attention to how amazing much of an amazing person you have in front of you also a lot of people get confused with like oh i'm jealous or oh i'm attracted to that person so now that means i'm polyamorous i need to explore it like <laughs> that's you know what i mean like it, there is a difference choosing your partner over and over and over again especially if you have a great person in your life Ooh, choosing them over and over again. Cause you are going to get probably tempted, you know, a lot of people yeah. probably do. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, uh, you're also in Santa Monica. That's like the land of the good looking people. So right? yeah. And I'm sure it's really, really hard to be monogamous when you're there. And when we have like all of these options with exactly. online dating and with, mm -hmm. you know, more people, there's 7.7 .7 billion people in the world. And we're out here trying to hunt and find one. Like, that's mm -hmm. why it's so important you get clear on who you're looking for and what that feels like and what that would look like, you know, with your eyes closed, because yeah. that is really then how you find it. Because that's when you can be with somebody and know, yep, I got it. Like, I have found yeah. my person versus yeah. like, oh, well, I don't know. What if? Because they're also hot. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and also I figured this because I understand oh there's so many different options and so I feel like I would be curious but then I was like you know what I want to spend and create stories an entire book with one person instead of just all these different chapters with go. different people mm, or like some people yeah. what are your thoughts on masculine being the chaser and the feminine not at all letting mm, him make a, the moves right well that is primal yeah. I mean, think about sex. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. primal. To some extent, though, I know that my ex-fiance made a move on me. Like, that's how our relationship got started. So, uh, yeah. But did like, you chase her at happen? all? No. Mm. Our parents set us up. <laughs> and then okay. I was like, and then I was like, uh, what the fuck? Because I was so insecure. And then she was the one kind of, like, hinting at it. And then I finally, like, was like, had so many green lights that I was like, hey, you want to mm -hmm. be my girlfriend? And then she kissed me. And then that was like, oh, wait, I'm good. Okay. Because I had all the green lights, right? But she was the one initiating them. Mm -hmm. Okay. She gave you the green lights. Yeah. But I understand because the guys, like, we do want to pursue. And that's the thrill of the chase. And the chase is thrilling for you guys because you they're pursuing you. But again, think conditioning. Like that's, also, that's also somewhat the narrative. You don't want to play hard to get, right? Yeah. Like, be honest. Ooh, it just dawned on me. The girl also needs the green light that she can give the green light. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Because mm -hmm. of the primal thing, especially like confident men, which I'm sure most of these females or just feminine energies are interested in the confident masculine, yes. divine exactly. masculine in his power man. So it's not exactly somebody so, that is in an insecure place. Definitely. And so for the masculine, your green light is you got to make her feel safe and seen and appreciated. That uh, is more of a green light, you guys. Yeah, that's great. All right, so Katie Law, she asks, I'm worried about my spiritual growth, changing the dynamic of my marriage. What do we do when we're growing so quickly and our spouse isn't? 
Mm-hmm. I should add my hubby is super supportive and never judges me or my spirituality. So he's an amazing man. I just have this fear of outgrowing our relationship or being kept small to fit. And also, by the way, so many people ask such a similar question. Yeah, this is a big topic, especially as everybody's rapidly evolving. And there are a lot of people that are just, their consciousness is shifting more rapidly right now just because the other soul's not ready. So that's really, really tough. So it is important for them to grow with you. They have to be growing in some way. Maybe it's not spiritually. Maybe they just start having a little bit more emotional intelligence. Mm. And, you know, maybe they are growing spiritually, but not in the way that you think. They're not going to prayer circle, like drum circles out on the beach and fucking <laughs> doing hape and shit. Like maybe they're just <laughs> having heightened awareness, you know, and they're having a more emotional mm. intelligence. And that's kind of like, yeah. that could also be the same thing of like, you know, one person loves hiking and the other person loves not hiking (laughs) like I don't know you know like they don't like hiking for example for whatever reason that's a bad example but you get the idea like you can find friends that love hiking would you like to do it with your partner sure but that's not who they are like I know couples like that that are passionately in love and they Mm -hmm. both have different hobbies crazily different hobbies and they don't do them together and it's like we want somebody to do something like everything with us all the time Mm -hmm. because they're our best friend well yeah my best friend doesn't do everything with me (laughs) you know like I have different friend groups for different things. Yeah. So as long as there is some sort of relation, but it sounds like her hubby's open. Good. Um, So make sure there's growth. Yeah. Just make sure his soul is growing. Cause that, cause you don't, like you said, your fear is outgrowing him, which basically is just emotional intelligence and openness and awareness. So make sure that he's somehow growing in the same, in the same way. Then that's the hard you're going to outgrow him. And that's what happened. That's happened to me. That's happened to a lot of people that I know. Um, because we, we tend to, especially with marriage, that's a, we tend to, to put a cap on who that person is right then and there. And again, change is the one constant. You want to look at the trajectory of where this person is going and their yeah. visions, not just who they are in the moment and how it feels in the moment. That's yeah. what's going to determine a lot of the long term. So, mm, Katie, my heart goes out to you. I'm sure that he, yeah, that is really tough. What is your perspective on marriage? I think um, the construct of actually like getting papers and all that type of shit, like mm-hmm. is, is not as needed anymore. I haven't looked into it as much recently, um, yeah. like, you know, for myself, but it is the narrative that's been told to us. That's through mm-hmm. programming and through history. I think though, Again, it's a choice. If somebody wants to do it, they can. If somebody just wants to be in an open relationship, they can. If somebody wants yeah. to be in a committed relationship with a certain partner, they, they can. I know people that are that call themselves husband and wife that aren't technically married. Yeah, they do it. They do it so that people around them won't feel awkward, like social. You know what I mean? Mm, because, I so, like that. That's yeah. what I actually visualize for myself. Because again, going back to that want versus that need, like I want mm-hmm. my future husband to like want to be with me but not feel obligated to be with me because there's a paper and then there's gonna because be a lot of money that I have to yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and as long as your person wants to be with you and you don't feel this need and that is hard when you've already been married and you feel like like you are outgrowing them and you just don't know anymore that's mm-hmm. tough that's tough when there's kids in the mix too that always oh yes let's see all right Elise Porter <laughs> She asks, how do you know when you are compromising too much of yourself to make a relationship work? I know all relationships require compromise on both ends to make it work, but it can be so tricky to figure out where the line is of too much compromise, where maybe you are no longer being true to your authentic self. Thanks in advance for your response. Looking forward to the episode. Yeah, it's make sure that you are in tune with 
your highest self and like you're you're owning your own truth um again suffering and compromise is not a synonym of love so um mm-hmm. you 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 know we our ideal relationships are often where we feel free um i don't like the word compromise because it feels like i'm sacrificing my truth to be with you you know what I mean? a sliver it's, of it yeah 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 it's it's maybe yes you have needs and i'm gonna prioritize my partner um because of their needs because everybody everybody there is going to be compromises in a relationship as in like yeah you're right about that word but yeah but if she's if she feels like she's just not being her truth anymore that says wonders. if if you're even asking the question maybe that's the sign that you're looking for Mm -hmm. well all of these everybody (laughs) everybody knows like i talked about at the beginning everybody you know your truth everybody knows lauren my husband has struggled with anxiety over the years. More recently, it has become more severe due to situations at work and has put a strain on our marriage. We are parents with a second child on the way. I'm working hard to be supportive to my partner and have helped him take steps towards healing, such as seeking therapy and finding him some helpful reading. But it is a long road and some days I feel drained and unsupported in our relationship, which leads to arguments. Uh, my reflex is to protect my own energy by seeking space and solitude. Do you have any suggestions on how to support a partner on their mental health journey while protecting my own strength and happiness? Mm-hmm. It's hard when you're an empath and you care, especially if you're in a relationship with the person mm-hmm. and you got a kid on the way. Like that's a Second lot. Kid. Second kid. Yeah, that's a lot. So I want to note really fast, kind of side note, but this brought it up that everything in life is seasonal, you know, like I said, change is the one constant. And the only way that something could stay a certain way is if somebody just holds on to that mm-hmm. certain way of being. And it seems like he's seeking out help. He wants it. You're helping him. You'll get through it. You know, like I feel like that. I feel like you guys are on the right path. You just want to protect your energy. So to some extent, you know, like I said it before, girlfriends, make sure you're having them around. Fueling into you. You know, <laughs> one of my friends... Uh, she has like a women's empowerment circle and put saw it on uh, the other day on her Instagram that like a statistic, I don't know if this was true, but like a statistic that men that are in a relationship with a woman live longer and that women that have too close to like girlfriends also live longer because everybody needs feminine energy. And I was like, uh-huh. that is probably really true. I don't know the exact stats on how they figured that out, but I believe that. Um, so make sure that you've got those, that strong support system and don't isolate yourself. I, there is something to be said with being by yourself, but don't isolate because this is a really important time for you also of discernment. Your hormones are all over the place. You have, you're creating a child in your stomach. So uh, <laughs> you that's know, a like, good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, and it's okay to, but seek that medicine and medicine being human connection, uh, with your girlfriends and know that he'll be okay. He's on the right path. And maybe um, it will take him a little longer than you think, or maybe it'll be faster than you think. At the same time, don't try to control him because then you'll emasculate him. Don't try to, don't, don't get in the way of his freedom. He is seeking this stuff, but don't step into coach mode. Yes. You know, he's waiting, wait for him to ask, how do you have to vibrate? What, what, what vibration do you have to operate in for him to suggest, hey, like, okay, cool. I read that book. What else? You're a deep messenger for her right now. I yeah. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe to some extent too, instead of what are you doing for me? I'm not feeling supported. How about you? He's your husband. Like, how about, oh my God, I love you. 
and maybe mm-hmm. ha- appreciate him for showing up and trying, yes. that will make him feel like a fucking king again. And you'll have your king back. I promise. Appreciate him for where he's at right now. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the masculine just needs to be yeah. seen again. Exactly. The masculine craves uh, that appreciation to grow Mm -hmm. because um, you know, we're in the culture right now where it's like, I'm a strong independent woman. I don't need a man. And then Mm -hmm. you're crying yourself to sleep because you want a man. And then you're like all confused. And then you get into a relationship and you're like, no, I don't need you. Well then what the fuck am I here? Well then what the fuck am I here for? And that's how (laughs) the masculine, I'm serious. That's how the masculine Uh feels as a collective right now. What the fuck am I here for? If you can do it all. And so when you do appreciate it fills up that, Oh, wow. Like I actually matter. What are some ways the feminine can appreciate the masculine and the masculine can appreciate the mm. feminine? It is, it is consciously just bringing it up appreciation of like, Hey, like I love how you're showing up for yourself in this way. Like keep it up. Mm-hmm. Like I, a lot of people think being vulnerable is just by sharing your darkness or sharing your wounds or your weakness. Being vulnerable is also saying, I love you. Being vulnerable is also giving a compliment. Being vulnerable is also appreciating. Go work on being more vulnerable to the positive stuff and then it'll be easier to do the, the darkness. <laughs> yes. That was mm-hmm. great. Lindsay Frick, what are some tools to practice so that we can reopen to the love that is already present in our lives and truly receive and feel safe allowing love in. I see the love right in front of me and my body will turn off to it. I'll feel stiff, making mm-hmm. it difficult to welcome it with open arms. This worthiness. Mm-hmm. You're exhaling and exhaling and exhaling and exhaling and exhaling and exhaling and exhaling and, exhaling and, uh, and then you're scared to inhale. Love isn't just giving, it's also receiving. It's just like you're breathing. <sighs> But then you just don't want to be a taker where you just inhale all day. It's an even ebb and flow. So being open to receiving is just, you see it. You see it right in front of you. And so literally start to accept. So somebody gives you a compliment. Thank you, period, end of story. Not, oh my God, no, you're beautiful. Or don't, mm-hmm. don't you know what I mean? Like don't steer it away. Also focus on, I mean, gratitude. Look at how much love you already do have and how much you are worthy of. And there are some wounds there that I might add. So maybe figure out where that's coming from, where that started. Uh, was it with an ex? Was it with your parents? Was it some past stuff? And uh, figure that out, heal that wound, because that'll allow you to receive easier. But maybe start seeking things out to where it's like, or maybe just ask the universe, like put me in positions where I can op- be open and receive. Put me in positions so I can have that game of receiving and have fun receiving yes that's yeah look for opportunities to receive and then choose to receive it you know again it could be a compliment it could be something as somebody smiles at you Mm -hmm. or you made somebody Mm -hmm. smile like there's the the receiving through a gift there's lots of ways and it's it literally is the action of it's i can't this isn't like a journaling exercise that you do or a meditation it's a way of living Someone else asked a very similar, pretty much the, the same question, which her user is MDSNSBN. So <laughs> MDSNSBN, I hope that you received that message. I'm looking for a specific one. Amanda Jo Heller, she asks, how would one best support themselves and their partner in a relationship where both have mental issues such as anxiety and depression and PTSD? Mm-hmm. So um, that's a, that's a lot of communication that needs to happen. Yeah. I know, and and humility of like 
pointing out each other's triggers of, hey, like this mm. is having that discernment and letting go of being right and know that your biggest medicine is not a fucking pill. It's the person right in front of you. <laughs> um, it, I, I grew up with taking eight pills every morning for ADD, ADHD, sleep apnea, allergies, asthma, depression. I was super anxious, socially awkward. Uh, breathing treatments every night, like you fucking name it. I did tons of shit. I was very sick. And I stopped all of it because I didn't let that control me anymore. I literally one day just stopped taking all of my medicine. Wow. And things got worse for about a month. And then I started to get grasp and control myself. And I started eating right and eating better. And I started yeah. hydrating and moving my body and hanging out with friends and that is how I found my healing, not through medicine. So don't let that, you know, what, what somebody has labeled you control your life. Again, I am becoming, what are you becoming? Are you becoming more anxious or do you want to become more loving? Cause you don't want to say, Oh, I have anxiety and PTSD. Cause then you're just, you just sentence yourself for that until you decide to change it. And it literally is a decision. And you're like, Kevin, no, it's actually a chemical imbalance in the brain. Yes. Because you're running the emotional Mm-hmm. You're focusing more on her, the individual, than her and her person. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason Be, for that? Yeah, because you can't control him. So yeah, can you know focus on you and lead through um, example. Exactly. You're both in it together. Obviously, it sounds like you both want to get out of that situation. Yeah. But do you really like do the work? Seek out the healing. Heal the traumas that are causing those emotional patterns and back to self-awareness you said um that they should point out each other's triggers um but also perhaps what if you were to point out your own exactly so have basically the the point of that relationship i see the universe doing is both of you guys are getting a phd in emotional intelligence and (laughs) (laughs) self-awareness that you are aware of that is your classroom right now and seek to learn don't yeah. not not blame like don't just point fingers tina's art of life also asked about something very similar that uh similar to katie laws when it came to katie and her husband and um him not being quite there on, on his spiritual mm-hmm. journey but this is uh very similar but slight slight difference when your elevation has gifted a new interest but your partner has still has old interests. So perhaps instead of like elevation, because I hate seeing other people on higher levels and whatever, but yeah, yeah. like, yeah, just going, just there's different interests now. What do you do when you mm-hmm. and your partner just have different interests? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, are these like surface level interests or morals and values? Because if it's, if it's surface level interests, cool, find some friends, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, but if it's, if it's deeper morals and values type of a thing, then maybe it's time to transition the relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. This one perspective on porn. This is from Peyton, the Pisces partner is trying to work through his porn addiction and want to help. So basically first year's perspective on porn. Mm -hmm. It puts a um, fantasy out Mm -hmm. there. It's, it's, it's entertainment. Literally. It's, It's a form of entertainment. So um, to that regard, just like the Hollywood movies that we've been talking about earlier, it's not yeah. as realistic. There's some yeah. truths to it, but it's not you know, the truth. And um, if that's your form of, and because sex is 
has been taboo and we, you know, as a collective haven't been talking about it as much. We're starting to, and it's good. But um, because of that, the, we're getting our sexual education because no, none of us really have the talk or we didn't talk about it in school. So we get that through porn or what we see on movies. That could be just very dangerous. You know what I mean? So I would say too, maybe even going to the question real fast, it's got an addiction to porn. The, the guy does, yeah? Mm-hmm. Or her partner. Her partner, okay. Because for men, uh, when you finish, you're actually, it's a death in a sense. Your consciousness drops every time you come for men. From, a, from porn? No, or in, just general, in general. In general. Oh. And so unless you've done things like tantric and you can actually control that, then you can have, can have a full body orgasm. And the and you, when you come, you don't. It's not like a drop of consciousness or exhaustion. I would say, and that's why I'm bringing huh. this up, is with that situation, maybe start to explore tantra together. Because he had, a, in a way, he has a sexual addiction. So maybe you can channel that in a way that's positive for you too, and then also healthy. And maybe he won't need porn anymore. Yeah, and also expansive. So exactly. This, <laughs> yeah, in many ways. So this next one, so yeah. it's from Foxy Shaw, and. Foxy Shaw asks, would love to hear more about spiritual sex. So that is, because um, that, that, that's something interesting as you dive into the spiritual community. Um, and as you, you know, learn more about sex or have better sexual experiences, me and my friends joke, it's like, oh, that was such human sex <laughs> versus human uh, sex. You know, I love like that. a higher, like muggle yes. sex. You're just kind of like, oh, you're just doing the act of penetration. Basically being hyper-present and both in a state of giving. Mm. And not, you know, because performance anxiety for men and and women, I would say, is um, you not being present and also focusing on yourself. Oh, I don't think I can please this person. Versus like, oh my God, I love you. I just want to, and just being in that energy. Also, um, foreplay is not just in the bedroom. Like foreplay literally is just ongoing when you're in a relationship foreplay like that's start, foreplay started then right it's I've chills. you know yes. and that's what keeps it juicy yeah. um and so recognizing that too that the whole thing is just one giant game of foreplay in a way <laughs> um and then, yeah. then you can have some lightness to it and you can have fun and not take everything so seriously yeah. all the time yeah there was a the question thoughts on or like We'd love to hear more about spiritual More sex. about it. More about it, yeah. So for men, it is um, doing, doing exercises to quite literally strengthen the muscles in your groin. So you, when you do finish, you, you don't release. And you can let, and then it's, they call it ejaculating up the spine. So you literally send that energy for a man and you circulate it up to your brain. And it, that's definitely a practice. Um, and, and then even stuff like Tantra, in Tantric yoga, right? Like when it is more sexual, um, circulating the energy is also super important. So there's tons of stuff on this. The multi-orgasmic man, the multi-orgasmic couple, that is two books. I talk a lot about that. And that if you want to look more into it, then definitely that's something to explore. Also, there's something about when it came to spiritual sex and Tantra, something about something that I have not ever experienced, but feeling and really connecting as one with the universe when you are in mm-hmm. that intimate moment together. Like I said, I've only read about it, don't know from personal experience but that is something that is very intriguing the fact that that is an experience you can have i mean people go and they uh take plant medicine or whatever to experience that but you can experience that in Mm -hmm. a moment of intimacy yeah totally even just kiss it not just sex like yeah Yeah. any sort of intimacy which is powerful and that's being to experience that oneness 
right and that's super like being a vessel being open and being present it, it ultimately is what's happening you're just hyper freak hyper present because yes. you know that's really what it's about when you say being hyper present in those moments of intimacy how would you help people become present do they need to pay attention to their different senses in the moment or just yeah. you know yeah. yeah it senses it senses turn on some sexy music have the conversation of i'm just gonna give to you how about that mm-hmm. and then fucking don't think of don't judge yourself you're the only one judging yourself yes that's that's the key you know what don't i mean even like think about yourself it, don't, it, just, yes yeah yeah so be with your senses and feel what it feels like to be next to that person mm-hmm. and breathe in their essence mm-hmm. and see them for the beauty of who they are and hear the sounds that are all around you. Like if you can fully immerse yourself in all of your senses, that's why sex is, is so amazing in that, in that regard. It can be detrimental if we can use it as a vice, but um, I call it kneading, K-N-E-A-D, kneading, like kneading dough. Mm-hmm. So when you use your voice and your breath and your body, you start to move energy. And stress is a lack of movement. It's not an emotion. Yeah. It's actually suppressed emotions. So yeah. when you allow yourself to just experience and express, it's a game of surrender. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and you let go of trying to do it right, <laughs> is when you do it right. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> I wonder if men have an easier time being present in those physical experiences no. versus women. Based no. on the, based on the conversations that I've had, it's it's both. Um, I know a lot of guys that are in their head about it, or they okay. they see sex as just something that you do, and a, and a lot of they men have use to sex do, as okay. And well, no, that not have to do. It's just an action. Mm. I do it. I do oh, the sex. I see what and you're then, saying like this is yeah. a this, okay. This is an action right. that I'm doing right now. Right. And, and again, like right. if they don't, if they're not into the tantric your spiritual side of things mm-hmm. it's um it's like yeah cool okay there's there you go that's it versus that, like genuinely oh, caring you know that's a non-negotiable for it's all in, now yeah it's all intention mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's it's are you giving to this other person or are you looking to get something out of it and again but it is also breathing but inhale, inhale, exhale, inhale yeah, exactly yeah. so have the awareness of am i always taking exactly it's harmonious it's a dance it is it is. Do I want to do another Facebook one? <laughs> yeah, why not? This is from Savannah Marie. How do you know when it's your intuition about someone or just self-sabotaging? So you're always, some new people are always a repeat of an old pattern or a pathway to something new. So you want to have discernment. I call it asking your heart. So literally you're going to sit by yourself for a second and you're going to put your hand over your heart and you're going to take six deep inhales, six deep exhales to ground you. Feel your heartbeat. Be with your heart for a second. Maybe be grateful. And then pan out all the, the scenarios. Maybe starting something with this person romantically, being friends with this person, or doing or like avoiding this person. Um, like whatever, all of the options, not just black and white, never just two, always more. Okay. And then you're going to plan it out. Like feel your heart mm-hmm. and then visualize that decision and what would that look like in a day in three days in a week in a month in a year and pan out each one and how does it feel and it will have it's it'll there will be this deep inner peace it Mm -hmm. could be like holy shit that's gonna like 
all these emotions everywhere, but your heart's just kind of like, yeah, that's right. And so that that's how you'll know how to make the right decision is, is listening to your heart. And when you do that, by the way, and I'm sure you know this based on what I know about your story, like when you start mm-hmm. following your heart in the beginning, it looks like you're fucking up your life, mm-hmm. you know? And so it won't make rational sense, um, but it'll make all the sense to you. And that's all that matters because mm-hmm. we don't want to just be so reliant on the opinions of other people. Um, they have our best interests and some of them that, you know, want to hold this back, whatever. But um, <laughs> it's like they, they want, they want us to be happy in their flavor of how they think we should be happy. And it's like, we yeah. know how we, we're the only ones that know how it can, we can make ourselves happy. So, but you know, again, ask your heart, go into back to the question, just ask your heart and um, have some discernment there. Cause again, you're the only one that can make that decision. You can ask friends maybe, but like even then, they're not going to be able to give you the answer. You have the answer. You always know. You always hold the answer. I am so pro always tapping into the heart space. Mm-hmm. Yes. At least once a day. Yes. Seriously, like then your entire perspective of the day shifts. You are way more at ease, more forgiving, more – you actually approach situations. I mean, me personally approach situations more grounded and with more self-awareness than when you are in your head. And I can easily Mm -hmm. shift into my head if I don't consciously make that effort to tap into that heart space. And then that's when my intuition is a lot louder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tap into that heart space, Savannah. (laughs) All right. This has gone by so fast. (laughs) That's insane. Anna Mozenkova, roller coaster relationship, ups and downs, Mm -hmm. frequent Mm -hmm. arguments, what to do when it's not that bad, but not that great either. Mm-hmm. But not yeah. that great. <laughs> it's not that great. <laughs> it's not, not that bad. bad. Maybe that's how that's how I do my life. It's not too good. Not I don't mean to bad. laugh at it, Anna. It's just that was a funny way of phrasing it. Well, yeah. But I mean, look at where else that might show up. Are you just playing it mellow so you don't shine? Yeah. Right? That could be something. Um but the notice frequent too, arguments, yeah. Yeah, so frequent arguments, that could be parent stuff. Like our parents always argued so or raised their voice. So now I feel like I, that is how you oh, what you do when you're in love, right? Yeah. So that could be a wound there, which again, how you heal it is forgiveness. Or you almost get bored because you're addicted to drama. That could be something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's different with everybody. So I would have to ask her a few more questions. But um, look at that for yourself. Not what to, what can I do so I can change the relationship? What can you do so you can change yourself and maybe yeah. not start as many fights? It takes two to fight. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> what happens if they're always constantly fighting? Like they're starting the argument. And you – Her partner. Yeah. Keep avoiding it. You keep like um, – you approach it with grace instead of resistance and you love it away instead of fight it away. Um, then yeah. that, that gives you everything. Maybe that was coming from him. And Do you, you think that all couples should experience arguments and the ups and downs? Yeah. I mean, it's part of life, especially if you choose yeah. to be with somebody for a while. But again, you got to remember that they have the best intentions yeah. and you have to approach it as a team. Yeah. So you could be pissed the fuck off and be like, fuck, fuck and shit and hit a fucking mm. wall and be so pissed, but never fuck you. Yes. Major distinction that will change. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. Major distinction. Mm-hmm. You can be mad at somebody's patterning. Don't be mad at them. Sometimes I wonder, because I am uh, very 
easygoing, peaceful person in a sense. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't get into a lot of controversy. Right. And I'm like, I wonder how many fights my future partner and I are going to have. Because I know I'm going to attract somebody that has a similar frequency of mine. Uh-huh. You know, I don't see myself attracting anybody that's angry. So I'm curious, like, what? I'm like, am I going to have a lot of arguments? I feel like that's a part of the relationship, though, you know, because yeah, it I builds feel, yeah. you. It, it, I mean, to some extent, so does confrontation and, and doing things the right way. Confrontation is easy. You know yeah. what I mean? It, but that still could be an argument. There's just it, not true. in the flavor, in the, not in the flavor of raising a voice. Right. But um, like, what if two people don't have an inflated ego? Then it'll, I mean, everyone confer- has an ego. There'll still yeah. be confrontation. There'll still be disagreances. Yeah. Um, but it, again, like I know people that they never raise their voice at each other. Right. They never have in like 30 years and they're head over heels for each other. Wow. You know what I mean? So it, it is yeah. possible. Also, awesome. if you're, if you're fighting with your spouse, partner, whatever you want to call it, make sure it actually says it's in the Bible. So whatever you believe spiritually, this is sage and wisdom advice. Don't mm-hmm. go to sleep angry. Resolve it then. Forgot the exact that's passage in the Bible that was found, but yeah. don't go to sleep angry. And that's angry. also wisdom that people say a lot too. And I just think that's so, so profound. Don't go to yeah. sleep angry. But when you're with somebody, like, and you're sharing the bed with that somebody, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was something like don't let the sun rise with unresolved conflict or something of that nature. Just like yeah. just confront, have some confrontation. And you're like, well, I need to give it space. I need to let them calm down. Yeah, sure. Also, um, you can at the same time turn on some masculine energy and penetrate the situation and like be there to love yes. them and love through the same intensity. It, it talks about that in the way of superior man of it's, it's called, he calls it be with her intensity to a point where she superior gets, man way of the superior man, uh, where if, if she, you know, he's saying it in regards to like, uh, um, if she, her intensity goes up in terms of a angry, sad, whatever it is, stay at that, at her, meet her intensity through love. Mm, let's, see. let's wrap it up with the, um, these questions that are just coming to mind right now. Okay. <laughs> Cause instead of <laughs> like going through all of these, there's so many, um, but I'm glad it, I'm glad people are interested in this topic a lot. Especially yeah, maybe we got to do a round two because we didn't even get 1, to all the freaking questions. 1000%. <laughs> but yeah, we'll definitely do a part two, but, um, awesome. I, Dude, I was curious, what are a few traits that men should carry in order to align with the right, or not men, but masculine energy, align with the right feminine energy and vice versa for the females? So basically just what should you do in order to align with the frequency of what you want to attract? You know, you got to, for the masculine, it's evolving into manhood. Uh, in a way, mm-hmm. which is t- going from a taker to a giver. Mm-hmm. It's all awareness. It's heightened awareness, but and in, in different intention. Um, one of the another book that just came to mind, uh, also by Alison Armstrong, is called "Amazing Development of Men." I think that's what it's called, and it talks about how men go through different seasons. Like women are always just ready for a relationship. If you're a feminine woman, you're just always ready for a relationship to some extent. Yeah, I want love. You value love, and men go through stages and come she calls it comes from different camps again it's kind of old school but it, there are a lot of truths there for our pri- the primal part of being a man um where it's like sometimes in my life like i've just wanted to have a great connection with somebody and she's like projecting onto a, a relationship and like getting married and yes. you know what i mean and that that situation much. plays out right. a lot because it, mm. men almost have to get ready in their development they have to feel like okay cool now i want a relationship they have to make that decision for themselves. Right. And, and there's nothing that you can do to change that. You can't love mm-hmm. him more and to, to have him mm-hmm. decide. It's literally, it, 
it's like a, and it does it's not something with age or time either. It literally is just a point in his life where he'll just be like, okay, I'm ready. And so again, it's kind of like that. You're always ready, but you don't in the getting ready thing. Like we talked about earlier for men though, it literally is a switch. And I, and I've heard, I've heard that from a lot of conscious men where they're out there on their hustle, they're on their grind, they're building companies, doing the thing. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I think I'm ready. And then it's like two weeks later I met her, you know, like wow. it, it, yeah. So I've heard that story played out. I, I can, three people come off the top of my head for sure that have had that story. Wow. Um, so the and, woman or the feminine, it, it's okay to be patient at that time and just like allow yeah. him to go through the process. You know, maybe he's given you attention because he likes you, but yeah, it's not force an exclusive relationship mm-hmm. until he's ready. Mm-hmm. That's a big note for women because women are like, so uh, what are we exactly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't love him into loving you more. Mm-hmm. And maybe he does love you. He's just yeah. not, that's just his path. He's not ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for the female, like what should she do in order to calm down yeah. and not worry so much about it? I don't know, like, <laughs> but just align with the frequency of making it happen, but mm-hmm. in a truthful matter instead of getting in her head. Both in both of it, it's giving, not taking. That needs to be the intention. When getting into a relationship needs to not, what can you do for me? Are you going to hurt me? It's what can I do for you? Like, holy shit, you're an amazing person, right? Yes. That's why we should get into the right relationship, number one. Yes. So it's switching that, con- that, that uh, construct. But then also both scenarios, masculine or feminine, it's raising, it's evolving past this form of neediness, like needing somebody else or needing a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, love is a human need, but it shouldn't control all of your decisions with your romantic mm-hmm. partners. At this, you know, you want to choose, and so it's going past the uh, humanness yeah. of needing it and going and evolving to a higher dimension of choosing. And so, I, you know, you asked the question like, what with the feminine or with the masculine? It's just breaking your form of neediness and evolving past needing that connection. You can want it, but it's it literally is going to a higher dimension of choosing it. Um, and loving yourself. That's really the work yeah. that is to be had, right? Like the, love yourself more, respect yourself more, be open to receiving and don't be so needy. Literally that's that. Like yes. that's the work. That's how you can work on yourself, whether you're masculine or feminine. Yeah. Both. The don't be need, needy thing is key. Cause that is yeah. honestly an immediate turn off when people just sense that desperation. You can feel it. You can sense it. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for random fire? All right. Some fun random fire questions. Yes. Wait, are there rules? Are there rules to this game? Yeah. Be true. Be honest. But we've been doing that. Like, is it like one sentence? I want to win the game. Some people go on and on and on. (laughs) If you want to make it one sentence, want to make it a game. All right. All right. You won't get extra brownie points. Okay. Okay. I kind of want to play a game right now. So let's go. Random fire. Are you yeah, an go. early bird or a night owl? I'm an early bird. I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day and go to bed about 9 or 10. That is the atmosphere of Santa Monica. I did that when I lived there, and I yeah. took I carried that trait for three years until recently. Now I'm just – I kind of go to bed a little later, and then I wake uh, up. Yeah. But I, yeah. I prefer waking up. I love when I wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. What style of meditation do you prefer? Do you Does crazy – is, is crazy a definition? Because I'll go out to- I go out to the beach and do like Wim Hof breath work. And then I jump in the ocean and like yell like a fucking banshee, like primal activation, just voice box, like screaming like a crazy person. And then I go back and I do some like visualization and like awareness for like 10, 20 minutes. And then that's that. 
Hell yeah. I see you doing that. <laughs> You're so that type. I see yeah, that. Yeah. That is fun too. I've done it that is. a few times. It that is. is fun. Um, what is your zodiac sign? So this is interesting. Western astrology, I'm a Pisces. In Vedic astrology, I'm a Leo. Um, Vedic astrology is um, mm -hmm. Eastern, which it, it is a little bit yeah. more accurate, actually. It accounts for the one degree shift that happens in the solar system all, every year because really? it's always I'm, changing. And anyway, I, so you're yeah, Pisces so and Leo. I'm a Leo in both. I'm a Pisces and Leo. Leo in Eastern astrology. Vedic me, astrology, yes. Vedic, Vedic, yeah. Yes. Okay. And then a Pisces, and then I'm a Pisces in uh, Western. And I, and I like, you know, the first time I heard about the astrology signs, I was like, I don't really resonate with the Pisces, but then I, there are sides of me that do, but I'm definitely have that fire in me. So, yeah. Do you also explore the moon and the rising? Cause I didn't either until I explored, well, when I got into nodes, like North node, South node, I was like, Oh, this I, I've heard all that shit. Don't know what it means yeah. <laughs> again. Like it matters, but it doesn't. So I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't. If yeah. you dive into your entire chart, it might change your perspective might change a bit. Cause I was okay. in the same okay. way as well. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not very familiar with all the signs except for my own because I'm a Leo. Like somebody's like, I'm an Aquarius. I'm like, what does that mean? I literally, I, I only know. know mine, so I get, I get you on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Um, mm, well, do you have a mantra at the moment in the season of your life? A mantra? Um, yeah. I've, there's been a few mantra. throughout my life. There's been a few throughout my life, so I want to say those. Um, one of put some heart yeah. into it is one that I, has been a big part of my mm -hmm. life. Also, the question, what would love do? Um, now, it's more of like... Uh, or recently, I would say about two months ago, I did a tour, a five city tour for my live events. Um, I was in Dallas, LA, Toronto, and Miami. And that season of my life, I had had this whole entire like mantra that I am love, a warrior of light, a speaker of truth, a force for good. I love always and always what magic flows through me and to me. And it was just, I would say that over and over and over and over again, that kind of got me through that season because it was whew, intense. Right now, no. I would say I'm more that, I, I mean, I am love. Like, what would love do? I am love. I, I kind of hover around those. Because, again, if what's that higher degree of love, sometimes that means tough love for myself or somebody else, mm -hmm. right? Like, it can be fierce. Love can be fierce. It doesn't have to be this ooey-gooey thing. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Those are good mantras. That's not a bad place to be at. Yeah. How about your favorite breakfast? I have the same thing every morning. Um, I, I'll wake up. I down some, a green drink. I have a cup of oats mm -hmm. and a banana and I go downstairs and work out and then I'll come back up and I'll make another cup of oats and some eggs and then that's my breakfast. And then probably like shortly after that, I'll go meditate and do my, that thing. And then I'll come back and I'll usually like go out to eat somewhere, get a smoothie or something because there's tons of places walking distance over here. It's a good thing and a bad thing. You're but, in the best spot. I know. No, I know. You, yeah. You sound like such a Santa Monica person that's great <laughs> yeah yeah i love it here it's so great i know me too how about spirit animal um so i've actually linked well, it's, uh, my spirit animal is a dragon i've actually linked though a lot of my archetypes to um my spirit guides and animals so um this has come to, through prophecy and other things not just personal choice or preference but uh the four main archetypes because there's 12 different archetypes but the four ones are, uh, for me king warrior magician lover uh, my king is a lion. My warrior is a saber-toothed tiger. My lover is a bear. And my magician is a dragon. How did you find this out? I need to, Intuit I need to explore this. 
intuition because all these animals kept coming up and I was doing a lot of archetype work and I was like wait a second four archetypes four animals linked them together and I was like that feels right and I've been using that so I can transmute it and basically shapeshift when I'm either speaking you know here or um, if I'm on stage doing an event or whatever it is I can tap into those energies when they're when they're called upon so what energy are you tapped into right now right now it's more I'm feeling dragon coming along yeah. right now magician there's been yeah. a lot of stuff um, a lot of creative things happening in my life right now so that's mm-hmm. kind of the, pre- the present energy yeah it's been a lot of warrior recently and i'm kind of like putting him to rest for a second because it's yeah mm, he can chill out for a bit yeah what was the warrior one again the, a saber tooth tiger ah that's cool and then the yeah. bear was lover lover so is that you or is that me you're okay and that's when yeah. you turn, tap into your lover if i want to tap so into my I lover i like bear lover. energy yeah lover warrior king and magician king and magician okay that's, mm-hmm. that's so i'm gonna do lover warrior queen magician i like this mm-hmm. okay, there's there's then then you have like your inner child and you have your sage and you have like all these things google mm-hmm. it because i know uh, i know the masculine well more so than the feminine because i'm a leo um but because uh the i think there's like huntress is the is the warrior for women or something like that but that and you also have like mother and and mother energy and a few other things so um look into them but i do a lot with warrior i feel like a warrior that's awesome i love that i love that all right so the universe gave you free billboards at absolutely no cost whatsoever just for you to uh place across the main highways in major cities all around the world but you can only share one message what would these mm. billboards read love always and in always mm. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. so you walk into a time traveling portal to see your 16 year old self <laughs> what would you whisper in young kevin's ear to prepare for his journey ahead I got asked this question here recently, and I was like, I don't want to tell anything. Who asked you that question? Not exactly. Oh. (laughs) It was like, what would you tell your younger self? Not like your portals. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I was like, I don't think I would want to tell him anything because my life has panned out so beautifully. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to change that. I wouldn't want to change that. I wouldn't do it again, but I definitely wouldn't want to change it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I. Yeah. Uh, cause let's say that that happens and we're going into like quantum theory and things now, but like I go back in time and I whisper something in my little Kevin's ear at 16 and then he meets that woman who later cheated on him that literally kickstarted me being the love coach that I am and the heart guy, you guys wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. And I might be designing video games out of fucking uh, designer thing. You know what I mean? Like it panned out how it needed to pan out and I see the beauty of it all. Mm That's why I'm, you know, whatever shit we're going through, darkness, heartbreak, whatever it is, it usually ends up turning out for the better in some way, finding light. Always. Especially if you somehow make it your mission. So, mm-hmm. yeah, why whisper anything in his ear? No, you might just fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests, how would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Hmm. You don't have to create magic. You are magic. Hmm. And when you can tap into that frequency, magic will just happen as a byproduct. You just are. You just yeah. are. You no are becoming even in- more magical. Hey, yes. And hmm. there's no better time in human history to be alive than right here, right now. Like te- with technology how it is and um, you know, the ability to listen to this podcast right now and 
all there were we are so blessed and we live on this planet where you mean like we can go to this tree and i can pluck something and eat it and i have my food and there's water and i can have friends and breathe air that need like everything is around us mm. we literally are living a miracle and when you can have the gratitude for that and live in that embodiment and that frequency magic will flow through you and to you always and in always like was my mantra earlier we already have it all we are already have the magic within us we ha- already have the abundance it's just seeing it in other things that besides scenarios that we think society wants to show us this is the way that you are abundant you hear here look at your bank account this is how you're abundant no seriously if i look outside i look outside right now and there's an abundance of greenery around me and when i focus on that that's actually when i started yeah. to attract more Ooh. abundance into my life i i so it's funny you say that i focused on oxygen yeah i was like there we're literally swimming in a sea of oxygen and we need it to live yeah. i'm abundant as fuck I have everything I need. Wow. <laughs> Love that. Yes, you get it, Kevin. Yes. Amazing. Where can everyone find you, it. by the way? Um, so go to Instagram and search the heart guy. I also just started a TikTok the other day, so there's that. Um, oh, you did? And, oh my God, yeah. I have a dangerous love for TikTok right now. We're going to okay. be, so oh, I'm the heart, guy, the heart guy on TikTok. You can search the heart guy on Instagram, but it's uh, Kev Crenshaw is the handle. I got some awesome stuff planned for TikTok, so I'm really excited to start that whole journey fun yeah. are you gonna make it fun or serious both okay. so it's gonna be like Mix life lessons but i'm gonna be using metaphors the entire time yeah so yeah yeah uh, that's amazing oh my god fun i can't wait to watch it yeah this was so fun i knew this, this would be was fun too i did a little like angel prayed my angels but this would just be super fun and just flow well and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you for everybody it. who asked questions amazing questions i'm here mm-hmm. for you if i didn't answer your question you guys submitted one dm me I want to answer your question. So reach out to me. I'm here for you. I look you're at all my amazing. DMs. Wow, you're amazing. You probably get so many too because everybody has the questions on love. Yeah, I spend <laughs> about an hour a day just going through my DMs or comments and answering questions. And I do, and I love it. Yeah, same. That's awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra, that is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. I make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations and The most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to 
see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state, along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety, and a lot of deep imaginings, which I love to do personally, is to just visualize and expand my imagination so I can be more creative in my day. In addition to that, other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals, yada yada. (laughs) Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.